This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Oh, I'm doing just fine, John. And you know, as like as everyone knows, like if you're listening to this right now, it's like uh, Comic Con is in full swing. Whoop, Comic Con, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there on Friday. Actually, like wandering wandering around, um, attending panels, um, rooting through the half off bins, as I am because I you know, hey, it's like I talk about that all the time on um, like on my. It's like on, on my reviews, and yes, this is the kind of convention that I do root through all the half-off bins. And if yes. you see a guy in a um, button-up Blade of the Immortal shirt, um, that's me. Yep. So if you want to say hi, it's like I'm far more sociable than I seem on these podcasts. Yes, and uh, autographs are free. Just ask. All right. Okay. No one's going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you have in store for us tonight? Okay, well, it's like I've got the... Uh, the finale for another Vertigo series I've been reading for um, for several years now. It's The Unwritten by uh, Mike Carey and Peter Gross. Um, now, um, Carey and Gross have been um, working together for years now in this series, but they also um, worked together previously on the on um, on Lucifer, the uh, spinoff from um, Neil Gaiman's um, classic Sandman series that hails from the land of far better than it has any right to be. Now, to be honest. Um, before I started rereading um, all 11 volumes of The Unwritten, plus the graphic novel, um, I was c- contemplating, you know, hey, you know, maybe I should go and reread um, Lucifer again. Because yeah, I remember, you know, that was um, really good. And it also reached, when it um, reached its end, it had a much much greater sense of urgency in its climax. Because, you know, after reading, the f- re- after reading the final volume, volume 11, for the first time, I was struck by just how little urgent little little how little urgency the and momentum the um series had going into its final act and i was like wow that's that's wrong man that's how can you just you know have the series that's you know about to wrap up and just like not have have the audience just you know chomping at the bit for, for find out how it ends then i went and reread it and it's like okay yeah it has a little bit more that that's how that's how it goes. So I guess I was seriously considering um, reading um, rereading Lucifer again for this podcast, but then I, I I buckled down and reread The Unwritten. So in the end, you know, The Unwritten does hold up um, pretty well as a um, very lit, literate um, exercise like exercise on how like and how we relate to um, like fiction, how it influences us. Because it's all about the story of one um, Tom Taylor, who is. Um, who was the son of one Wilson Taylor, who wrote these um, hugely best-selling, um, this huge best-selling series of um, fantasy novels about the exploits of one of a wizard named Tommy, young wizard named Tommy Taylor, not um, to be confused with um, Harry Potter, of course. But um, you know, it's like as but but as the series opens, um, Taylor is Tom Taylor is basically living off the success that his that his dad established. I mean, he's basically kind of a decent guy. You know, just like being, he's nice to his fans. Um, all like um, genial with um, like with with his with his success, but also just kind of you know bitter in the sense that you know his dad just kind of abandoned him at one at one point, and he's left him just you know living out this role as a uh, like it's just uh, this um like boy wizard and all. It's like and all. It's like he 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 makes his living on the convention circuit at all. Up until one point when um, a woman asks him, you know, who are you, Tom Taylor? And points out the fact that, you know, his um, birth certificate and all of his um, directions of existence have been um, forged to a certain extent. Now, um, this 
certainly um, unnerves Tom to an extent, and he's even further unnerved when um, someone posing as Count Ambrosio, the um, nemesis to um, Tommy Taylor from his dad's books, tries to kill him by blowing him up on, on live webcam. Um, Taylor survives with th- this woman's help, who um, is also named um, Lizzie, Lizzie Hexham, and it turns out that and there's this and the, and suddenly this cult about his um, him being the actual the actual Tommy Taylor brought to life starts to take full swing. Now, the unwritten is all about how we relate to fiction, and it centers around you know um, you know is Tom is Tom Taylor like an actual real person or is he actual the fictional Tommy Taylor? brought to life the answer is somewhere in the middle because his dad wilson taylor um basically created his son as a weapon to use against this um this cabal who has basically been um, manipulating um fic- like um fiction as like like over the like over the course of human history either just you know um just you know, either simply by like, erasing um, the legends we know, or by controlling um, what stories become popular, like and um, ha- and what writers write, what kind of stories. It's like it's been an, like um, that's the first half of this of this series. You know, Tom Tom Taylor's um like um discovery of like uh, who who he really is, what his powers are, and his contention against this against this cabal. That's actually like probably probably the more interesting part because you've got a very defined um set of villains you know in the uh in the cabal and yeah yeah i say the the cabal and you know there are a bunch of faceless guys except for one man named pullman who um has a uh, has a right hand who can turn anything into living fiction and who actually is um is actually the basis for the um biblical biblical legend of cain because as we learn later on that he that as the uh, man who who killed his brother, um, like over over the dispute of like you know what what represents a um you know worthy sacrifice, he became um like um Im- virtually immortal in the sense that you know in this story like you know in the story of Cain, it's like he he's going to live forever like as this like as this person all the iterations of this legend as as time goes on and and then all he wants is to die because you know he's because he's immortal he's sick of this stuff and the only way he can do that is by killing the um the interface by which we um interact with fiction known as leviathan leviathan is the collective unconsciousness of humanity that um determines you know what you know what legend what stories live forever and you know as Cain lives forever so does tommy taylor as you know as a hugely popular um like fantasy character, and as as we learn as we as we learn that um, Tom Taylor basically um, is able to um, be like, his um, literary counterpart in terms of like performing magic and moving between the literary worlds. It's like he gets to meet um, like Frankenstein's monster, as we f- find out that he um, brought this character into the um, it's like into the real world. He he winds up going into the um, world of Moby Dick as. Like in, ter- in order to learn how his like how his powers really work and what Leviathan truly is, it's like you know this is a very it's a very literate series. So if you've got strong memories of um you know like your high school literature class, or if you were a like uh, English major in college, or if you're like me, you majored in creative writing, it's like that this kind of knowledge 
knowledge of like, classic literature is going to come in extremely handy it's like as you um like, digest a lot of the stuff but um it's not but it's not all um very high end like highfalutin like you know this is like you know hey it's like we're dealing with like um like for these and what and oh and oh thou arts and stuff like that it's like you no know, um Taylor is very cynical about his stuff and he provides a um like a very um, agreeable um, like interface to um, interacting with all this classic literature. In fact, like, you know, he's very skeptical about the fact that he's um, you know like the uh, living incarnation of this um, of this boy wizard. It's like and it's like and um, and Carrie does does have a lot of fun with just you know poking like the idea of like you know the, the idea of like you know someone being like someone being like a real fiction. Like a real fictional character, or just the idea of like you know, hey, dealing with all these um, highfalutin literary, literary characters and all. He's got a, it's he, he does a, he injects a lot of humor into this series is what I is what I'm saying. I mean, even one of these issues uh, winds up being a um, choose your own adventure for God's sakes. I mean, so it's like I mean, like even though he's there, um, he and Gross are very serious about this stuff. They're not above um, like you know having having a few laughs at the expense of their their subject matter, and that goes a long way to make to um to engaging the reader with this. And you know, it's like even though it's like I I enjoyed the series, it's been it's been good it's been good reading throughout. Um, I gotta admit that I kind of wish that um Carrie had um carried out. That's a terrible pun. Um, Carrie had focused on the um like the the relationship between um Taylor and the Cabal to the end of the series because I think that makes a much more a much richer um, protagonist antagonist um, relationship and since you've got these people who are trying to control you know what we think versus um, you, you know like the guy who's trying to free free us and uh, give us um, you know like give us like free gives the, the will to contain you know to, um, to choose what we like and how and what fiction um, determines how we live our lives and um this all kind of comes to a head in um, Volume Five. Um, Tommy, wait, Volume Five. Vo- yeah, Volume Five. Um, Tommy Taylor in the War of Words, where um, it's like where where um, Taylor does take on um, the Cabal directly, and winds up um, you know between complicit um, Pullman's plans to try and take out Leviathan, and that kind of like heralds like a sea change for the series in the sense that you know after Leviathan is wounded in this. In this attempt, then things start taking a much more metaphysical, metaphysical um, like on perspective. In the sense that you know, like the, everyone starts like you know, like losing their association with fiction. Um, the characters, our, our protagonists, start going through um, like dealing de- dealing with the efforts of people to to try and um, like form strange cults in order to manipulate um, the world of fiction themselves. Um, going down into the um, into the underworld, and also even a crossover with um, Bill, Bill Willingham's um, Fable series as well, which works on its own terms. But it's also, but if you're expecting an actual crossover with Fables, it's not. As you read on my podcast, it's that the crossover with Fables is not a crossover with Fables. It's more of like a uh, crossover with the um, Age of Apocalypse um, version of Fables, because you know, like when we meet them, they like. Um, Snow White has married um, Mr. Dark, and everything is going very, very badly for every for all all people we know know and love in that series. So, but and then you get to the um, 
It's like then you get to the um, final two volumes of the series, which collect the. Uh, you know, it's it's worth noting that the uh, that you know the uh, that the whole crossover tables was clearly meant to have spiked um, sales of the unwritten to carry it on to its end. That didn't work out, so they went with the whole um, new um, number one option, and um, the final twelve issues of the unwritten were done as a one as a maxi series called Apocalypse, which didn't spike um, sales all that much, but still carried it carried it on to its end, and um, basically had um, you know Tom like Tommy Taylor Tom Taylor and his and his partners um, you know find like um, um just it's basically the uh, the final. Like the if if the series had picked up from issue fifty four, which is the final issue of the crossover, over in the series regular series proper, this would have been issue fifty five, for lack of a better term. But um, you know, for this uh, final volume, <sighs> Apocalypse, like I said, there's a lot. Of, there's a real lack of urgency, like for most of it, in the sense that you know, like um, Taylor and his um buddies, um, you know. Lizzie, Lizzie Hexham, who may may have been a uh, rewritten version of a character from a Charles Dickens novel, um, introduced to him like further strengthen um, Taylor's um, connections to the fictional world, and also his um, his, his friend um, Richie Savoy, who is a um, tabloid reporter who um, became a vampire after he was bitten by um, Taylor's uh, by Tommy Taylor's nemesis um, Count Ambrosio. It's like and and the two um, kids. Um, the two French kids who um, worship at um, Tom Tommy Taylor's shrine. So they uh, and oh, and Wilson Taylor's back back in after he he died, but then they found him in the it's like in the underworld, and then they brought him back to life. It's like and then this final volume basically um basically um consists of uh, three parts. The first is um a take on the Grail quest as they as we found out with the Amanim that I was mentioned in the series um briefly. Early on, it's like, and they said, you know, this is this this is the thing that will grant you whatever you need, but it can also take any form that these characters want. But in order to um to achieve it, you will need to undergo a quest, and so you know they undergo a quest that don't approve Tommy's Tommy's virtue, and it also fits in with the um stuff that was set up early on with um with Madame Rush, who is a um, puppeteer who also has her own ideas for um you know, how the apocalypse should be used. And um, they aren't tech, and they involve basically, you know, disposing of humanity to replace it with, some, with something even tech, even better, or you know, her own creation of um, of of um, like of puppeteer humans. And you know, the, this first this first act, um, it's you know, it it works well enough. I mean, it's like you've it's got the, like I said it's, it has um, you know, Tom Tom trying to um, be worthy enough to be um, to to engage in this grail quest and you know, kind of failing more often often than not. And that's that was that was entertaining on its own terms. And then um and uh, we and then also revealing at the end that you know that there's um you know three different versions of the Grail and that you know while they get their own version, you know, Pullman um gets his. And then the um then you get a nice one off which shows you um like Wilson Taylor, Pullman and Madame Rausch, how Basically, how they managed to um, go through the entire series without killing each other uh, beforehand, which is in- interesting enough. And then the uh, final act, um, Annals of Comparative Literature, basically has um, everyone 
all the main characters using their grails to um, achieve their own ends, but only one uh, coming out in the end. And that end basically being the kind where uh, just about everything in the series is, for lack of a better term, and God knows I, I, I don't want this to be a huge pun, everything is unwritten in the end. Unwritten due to the fact that, you know, um, one woman had a headache that night and didn't want to sleep with her man. The end. But, you know, it's, but, you know, reading it the first time, I was kind of like, okay, that's, you know, like I said, I I was just, I was not, I was not impressed. Rereading it, rereading volumes one through 11 in order, I can appreciate that, you know, Carrie does do a good job of like, you know, lining things up and um, making things, you know, and just make, showing how things like, you know, how things early on, you know, play on, like eventually come to play uh, much later on in the series. But it's kind of a uh, very mechanical way of doing this in the sense that, you know, like I'm not thoroughly swept up in the overall narrative. I mean, there are parts of it that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, I, I like Tom's Tom and Richie's cynicism. I love the uh, bit with the, uh, the um, choose your own adventure chapter, even if it you know could have stood for more um, alternate choices. I loved um, Polly Bruckner and his how how he um, lived through his fate as being a, a character from um, a, be- a a faux Beatrix Potter um, story, and you know just kind of the Robin who says fuck like you know more often than not. It's like and. It's like, and also like you know the um, the backstory bits in um, it's like in Tommy Taylor and the War of Words how we learn just how about um, about Pullman's history about Madame Rache's history about Wilson Taylor's history and you know Wilson Taylor does emerge as like a, a magnificent bastard in the sense that you know he had this idea for how to fight this um, this cabal that controlled how he um, interpreted fiction but it. In order to make it work, he had to be a complete asshole to his son and just about everyone around him. So, yeah, rereading it, it puts it all into perspective, and it's and it definitely makes for it for a decent read. Is it one that's a very sweeping and um, makes you um, like you know compelled to like um, recommend it to all your friends? Not quite. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I. I think if you start reading it from, I think if anyone who starts starts reading it should follow it, follow it through to the end. But it's definitely kind of say um, middle of the road um, vertigo. You know, better than you know a lot of people's best efforts, but not up to the level of say um, Sandman, Why the Last Man, or say um, by Carrie's own Lucifer. Which reading this, yeah, it's definitely made me want to go back and reread that this for a, a podcast. Um, some maybe sometime late. Later this year, it's also worth noting that um, the art from the series is generally um, really well done for the like from beginning to end. It's also worth noting that that um, Peter Gross had a hand on in about pretty much every single issue. Since if he wasn't providing full art, he was at least providing um, breakdowns for the art contained with therein. Also for the um, standalone graphic novel, Tommy Taylor and the Ship that Sank Twice, which I gotta admit, it's like you know. You know, like the 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 unwritten is um eleven volumes uh, total, and you have this standalone graphic novel, the ship that sank twice. You do need, you should read that that graphic novel because um it's because it manages the in, the 
really impressive trick of um, actually showing you what the um, original Tommy Taylor novel was like, and also making it interesting because like you know one of the rules when you're writing fiction about fiction is that you don't show what the story you're writing about is because you know hey if you're talking about this like this huge bestseller that started like you know a, like a um, national trend it's like you know, a global trend and sold millions and millions of copies you don't show it because like uh, because if you do people will start to question because it'll be good enough in order to like it will need to be good enough to make people like suspend disbelief as to its quality it's like you know hey, if it's not that good then you know it's like hey like you know your suspension of disbelief as to why this series became the um national the global trend that it was will just be broken but I do think that um, Carrie pulls it off with um, the experts, the quote-unquote excerpts that he shows from the uh, original um, Tommy Taylor novel in this graphic novel. And it also provides um, some interesting insight into Wilson Taylor's approach when he was um, you know, creating Tommy Taylor, Tom Taylor, the real, like, the real person, the real char- person that he, character that was born into being this, this weapon to fight the uh, Cabal. cabal. So yeah, that's so yeah. Definitely don't if you do read start reading the unwritten. Don't skip this graphic novel. It's easily one of the high points of the series. And overall, you know, I enjoyed it. It's not uh, something I'm truly passionate about, but overall, no, it was good. It was good fun. And it's like, you know, after rereading it from beginning to end, it's like I can appreciate you know what what Carrie was going for here. And I gotta admit, like you know, the end of the series. Which had, which um, you know, kind of rewrites reality, and then has um, Wilson Taylor descending um, to find um, what happened to his son. You know, that's that's good stuff. So, good, good job, Carrie and Gross. It's like, you know, it's not not your best work, but it's still worth reading. John, um, you know, any thoughts from your end about all this? Oh uh, nope. Did you say that you could get it on Amazon? Well, you, I pretty much got all of these, almost all of these from Amazon. Ah, okay. So this is not one of your... Uh, um, I'm going through the bins, as you mentioned earlier. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like this... No, it's like if I'm saying... If I'm going, th- if I'm going through the bins, that means I, I kind of don't care about it. Um, the unwritten... Um, no, it's like I definitely... Whenever I saw it on the shipping list, it's always, oh, click, um, add to cart. So it was sought after. Okay. Yes, it's like it's a, if it wasn't like you know, it, it wasn't like you know. Oh, it's unwritten. I gotta have this right now. Then um, no, what it wasn't wasn't really like that. But um, it was always like, hey, click add to cart. Yep. As soon as it came out. All right. All right, and uh, I'm assuming that you don't know exactly what you're going to be talking about next time on the podcast, or maybe you do. Actually, I do because um, the uh, my next my next podcast is um. The final volume of it arrived um, today, and that would be um, um, Brian Wood's um, The Massive. <laughs> and he's not talking about my penis. <laughs> but a bump. <laughs> yes. All right, then. Uh, and we'll catch you next time on Common Picks by the Glick, then. All right. Later. Bye.